God bless you, Kingdom Saints. I want to talk to you a few minutes about the time that we're living in and to give some instructions. I was praying and walking and talking with the Lord and as I began to listen to the word of God, I realized that we are not going to be able to make it except we make some changes, drastic changes. I want to call your attention to Matthew chapter 26, verse 40 through 42. We're speaking about Jesus before his uh, before his crucifixion, before they came to get him. When he was in the garden, he was with his disciples. And um, I'm going to begin reading um, Matthew 26, beginning verse 40. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And he, meaning Jesus, comes to the disciples and he finds them asleep. And he said unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Now he went to Peter. He, all of them was a, were asleep. But he goes to Peter and says, Could you not just watch with me one hour? Why are you asleep? And so... Verse 41 says, watch and pray. These are instructions that were given. Why do we need to watch and pray? That you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus began to give instruction and then he tells them why. Why is it necessary uh, to watch and pray? And he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. So I want to back up and, and 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 address the fact that those that were following Jesus, the uh, talent uh, that were following him, were asleep when they should have been awake and should have been praying, and not only awake but watching. Um, we can't just be saved. We can't just have the Holy Ghost in this hour. In this hour, it is going to take us to be involved in the things of God and to be watching. And what do I mean by watching? The spirit of discernment should be activated in our lives. 
The gift of discernment is available. And we're going to need to ask the Lord to activate this gift, discernment. Why is it necessary? So that we'll be able to distinguish between good and evil. The Bible said that that Eve was deceived. She was beguiled by the serpent. Okay? So, so without the Holy Ghost and that part of the Holy Ghost being activated in our lives, see, sometimes we, we, we are afraid to reach out into the deep and get all that God has for us. And these are tools that we're going to need in the end time. The spirit, the gift of discernment and the spirit of discernment. We're going to need to ask the Lord to anoint our eyes with eye salve. The Holy Spirit, our eyes, the, the eyes of our soul to, that we'll be able to, to know the spirit. That we'll be able to try the spirit. These, these, are all, these are all activated in discernment. And see whether it be of God. And so one way we try it is by the word of God. We, we won't be able to just move at a whim. It may sound good. But, but we're going to have to say, okay, all right. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me see what the words say. We're going to have to search the scriptures. To make sure that this is what God is saying. And, and somebody was so well, we may not have a time to get our Bible, but the word has to be hidden in us that we sin not against God. And so not only that, I was walking and talking with the Lord. And 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 and, and what came to me as, as, as I was talking with the Lord and walking with the Lord. And, and, and what came to me was that the spirit of prophecy is needed to be activated in the lives of the, the kingdom saints in this hour. And so many times we have shied away from uh, prophecy. I'm not saying the prophet, but I'm saying the spirit and the gift of prophecy. And the activation of prophecy that was given, uh, you know, when the Holy Ghost fell, it said, you know, they, they shall prophesy. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. But not only that, um, the spirit of prophecy. Amen. So uh, the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19 and 10. Is very necessary in this hour in order for us to be able to make it. And not only that, Jesus began to tell them as he as he left them and, and, and gave his will, submitted himself to God for whatever the will of God was for his life. He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Many things that will come upon us, and I say this is a trial run that's going on right now. Things are escalating, but it's just a shadow of what is to come. 
Okay? Revelation spoke that we won't be able to, and not we, but that people will not be able to buy nor sell unless they take the mark of the beast or that they would take the image, you know, and that all great and small are going to worship him. And um, so, so things are going to escalate, not saying that we're all going to be here when all of this takes to place. But I do say that the saints are going to be tried before Jesus comes back. We have not seen anything. We have not seen the likeness of what is coming upon the face of the earth. And not only that, if, if, if we're not um, taken out of here, we're not martyred. If we're not beheaded or we're not uh, uh, put in prison, the Bible says that, you know, even some of our family is going to turn on us. We're going to be hated of all nations. For his name's sake. So that should give you a clue that you are, it may be in this world, but you're not of this world. If you are born of the word and the spirit, then you have to understand that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You are a citizen of the kingdom, which we're just here for a season. But in the meantime, we have to turn our focus to be able to watch. He says he's coming back for those who are watching for him. So if we're not watching for him, what is taking place is going to become discouraging. It's going to cause bitterness. It's going to cause things to, to swell up in us because at looking at the things that are, that are taking place, instead of looking at that, you know, that we should rejoice even in this hour because great is our, is our reward in heaven and that that our redemption draws now. So God is saying it's, it's, it's time to pray. And I know in times past, God winked at us in our ignorance and our omission and in, 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 in our slowfulness. But it's time to pray and, and, and wait on the Lord. Because impatience possess your soul. You have to understand that, you know, don't fret yourself because of evil that's spreading itself like a great bay tree, just spreading it everywhere. Because we know that the time of God's appointed wrath will come to place. But what we must do in this time, in this hour, is spread the gospel. And, and make sure it is the gospel, not the gossip, not the gossip, but the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and encourage men everywhere to repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus tells them again, um, not only in that passage, he goes, he tells them again, the same thing. You know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he tells them, pray that you enter not into temptation. So we have come to the point where many things are upon us. Many things that are coming to try to get the saints to change their temple. Try to get the saints to use gimmicks instead of the demonstration 
of the power of the Holy Ghost. Try to get us to change and use tactics and uh, all of these different um, um, avenues, man-made things. What happened to the anointing? Why isn't the Holy Ghost enough now? So we're going to have to pray that we, we are not tempted uh, to enter into temptation. Um, many things are people that are hooked onto 5013C, 501C uh, organization things connected to the government. Uh, many people are being tempted in this hour uh, to bend to the government, and you can't preach unless uh, they take their they take their funding away from you. So what happened to preaching on the on the porch, preaching on the at the street corner? You know, Jesus got in a boat and preached. He got on the side of the mountain and preached. So we're going to have to make a choice today that we enter not into temptation. Amen. And we're praying for the pastors who are. Uh, are having to go through all of these different changes because the people, the people came against the church during the pandemic. When I for myself know that the abortion clinics were, were open. Elective surgery was um, put off and surgeries were put off. But yet they were still slaughtering the innocent and the blood uh, of, of these innocent babies are, are crying out now. So saints, uh, we have to focus now, focus, focus, focus on where we're going to spend eternity. This is not our home. Don't get it. Don't get wrapped all up in anything but Jesus Christ. And even as I speak to you, I speak to myself. Uh, Lord, in this hour, we pray, Lord, that you lose that that you lose none of yours, Lord. That you will keep us in this hour from this evil time, from this evil day, Lord. Draw us nearer to you. Draw us nearer to your cross, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to set our affection. Help us to focus our affection. Hallelujah. As David said, my heart is fixed. Hallelujah. My heart is fixed. Hallelujah. Fix our heart. Fix our affection. Hallelujah. We used to sing that song, I decided to make Jesus my choice. Not decide, but let him be your choice in this hour. In Luke chapter 22, verse 39, and he, Jesus, came out and went as he was going to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at that place, when he was at the place, so we're coming to a place of decision. Will it be God? 
or will it be the flesh? And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. I believe we are at that place, brothers and sisters. I believe we'll come to the place. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, about a stone's throw, and kneeled down and prayed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're at that place. See, he didn't tell them before he got to the mountain. He didn't tell them, but we're at the time of temptation, great temptation. And when the Spirit of the Lord began to fall, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I can be going through the house of the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, man, I have to fall to my knees. Very times of fall on my face, very different times of the day, just fall. There are times when sleep leaves because there's so much that needs to be prayed for. There's so much going on in the spirit. You're bought with the price. Hallelujah. By the precious blood of Jesus. Now I pray today that you are strengthened by this word and that I have challenged you uh, by the Holy Ghost and the reading of this word and the, the words that Jesus say, you know, pray, 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 saints, that we enter not in the temptation. And look up, rejoice. Don't get all upset. Don't get all, you know, in a tizzy about what's going on. React accordingly. But react knowing, watching the signs of the time that our redemption draweth nigh. Our redemption is near. Hallelujah. God bless you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Give you his shalom. Give you his peace. Hallelujah. Until the next time, this is God's servant, Evangelist G. Laurie Baker. God bless you, and welcome to All About the Kingdom. We will continue studying Exodus chapter 3, and I will begin reading verse 1, Exodus chapter 3. Now Moses, tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, drove the flock into the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire out of a bush. He gazed, and there was a bush all aflamed. Yet the bush was not consumed. So we find Moses and 
an angel, not just a bush, but an angel of the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Not just any Lord. Not just any superior, but the an angel of the Lord appeared to Moses. What happens? Moses is curious what is going on. And he sees this bush burning, but the bush is not burning. It's on fire, but it's not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside to look at this marvelous sight. Why doesn't the bush burn up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him out of the bush. Now, is this a theophany of God? Is this a a manifestation of God? Because now is God calls to Moses out of the bush. Moses, Moses, he answered, here I am. And he said, do not come closer. Remove your sandals from your feet. For the place on which you stand is holy ground. I am, he said, the God of your father, the God of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So a lot of times we will say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But God wanted to connect uh, Moses back to his family line. So he said, I am the God of your father. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But not just them, but of your father. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord continued, I have marked well the plight of my people in Egypt and have heeded their outcry because of their taskmasters. Yes, I am mindful of their sufferings. I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land to a good and spacious land. Let me stop right there. I know that's a comma, but I need to stop right there. So a lot of times... When we suffer and we're going through long suffering, not just suffering. We're not going to talk about if we're worthy, we're not worthy or why we're going through. But because God didn't indicate that here. But a lot of times it's going to take God to come step in to uh, uh, deliver us. When it gets to be so great. And during these times. 
We can lose faith if we don't understand that we serve the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and our forefathers if they were kingdom saints. And so God tells Moses, he says, I will come down and rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. Moreover, I have seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. God said, their cry, I, I can hear it. It is so grievous that I can hear it. And so what God says I'm going to come down. Anytime God comes down, you know, I'm, I'm recalling when, when Sodom and Gomorrah and the sin was so bad that God came down to see how bad it was, see if there, it could be salvaged. I'm reminded of the time when, when, when um, these people had come together at the Tower of of Babel, they they came together to to set up a global uh, conglomerate to take over as globalists, and God came down. So we see here another occasion, and anytime God has to come down, um, the verdict is not going to be good for those who are the oppressors or those who are on the wrong side of God. So God continues to tell him, I'm going to bring you out of Egypt. I'm going to bring you out of bondage. I know I see the oppression. I hear it. And a lot of times people get so upset uh, because things are not going. They don't allow uh, for God to step in. And they feel like they have to take over and, and move for him. If we pray, if we are troubled, God's ears are not stopped up. God's arms are not too short that he can't save. When we um, begin to take things into our own hand, it's, it's disrespectful to God. It, it, it kind of like try to put a shade on over God that he's not able. And so God continues to talk to Moses. He says, I'm going to take you out of Egypt. Now, now um, Egypt was a beautiful place. Egypt had all, all of the dangers people could want. But God says, I'm going to bring you into another place. I'm going to dispossess these nations. And I'm going to give you these nations. Now, the earth is the Lord's. And the whole, everything inside of it belongs to the Lord. So, it's God's doing that he says, I'm going to take you from there and I'm going to relocate you. Verse 9. Now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. Moreover, I have seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh and you shall free my people, the Israelites, 
from Egypt. But God said to, but Moses said to God, we're getting, we're going to come into, but Moses said to God. Now God has already told him what he wants to do. Are you in or are you out? Will you agree? Will you make excuses? But God said, I'm going to do all of these things. But Moses said to God, I'm going to stop right there. And I'll pick it up on another segment. I just want to encourage you that whatever you're going through today, you must know that God hears your cries. God hears you if you pray. When we pray, we have to understand, we have to believe and trust God to bring us through whatever it is. He will give us a promise. He's, he's, he's given us all kind of promises. Are we going to believe him? Are we going to but God? Are we going to make up excuses? Are we going to get our butt in the way of God? So let's not get our butts in the way of God. So we thank you, Lord, for this word today. Lord, help us to see your deliverance. Help us to believe in you. Forgive us, Lord, for times when we did not believe. Forgive us, Lord, when, when we questioned you or when we got our butts in the way and we said, but, but, but God. Instead of saying, thank you, Lord. And Lord, help us to see that even, even though we can't see, you already have the end before the beginning. And we thank you for victory in every situation that we may be going through today. We thank you, Lord, for lifting our burdens. We thank you, Lord, because we see the end before the beginning. We thank you, Lord, that the oppression of the enemy will not crush us, will not destroy us, but we're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And I just want to tell you to be blessed today and allow God, allow God to step in and to deliver you out of every situation in your life. This is Lori Baker saying God bless you in Jesus name.